guys. How are you? Welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am super excited because I got the Framinator in the house. And for those who don't know who the Framinator is, holy moly, buckle up because it's going to get crazy in here. That's right. The Framinator is Apostle Michael Fram. He is actually my spiritual father. Yep, I know. So we sometimes can say, well, you know, there's not that much of an age difference. But guess what? There is a huge difference in the knowledge and in the understanding in the things that he's done and how he's been trained. And he has helped to groom and to shape me. And so I thought that he is the absolute perfect person to discuss today's topic, which is the blessing, or more importantly, a father's blessing. Now, coming from a Catholic background, I didn't understand that. You know, you would read about it. And of course, you know, different priests would give you a blessing. Let me give you a blessing, the Father's blessing. Let me give you a blessing, you know. But I didn't understand it. There is so much to it. There is just so much to it. And so much so that that Carrie Job during this entire time, she she started to do, they, they did a, a song called The Blessing. And I'm actually going to play this blessing for you guys. If you haven't heard it, I just really felt that this was going to kind of set the tone for today's show, because I really believe that there is something so beautiful in this in this entire uh, video. So in sit back, relax, enjoy, make sure that you pop on and say where you're from. And uh, let's get this show going. What do you think? Okay, let's watch this. Salty peckle, 
tua grazia su di te pochi Dios nasce con agrado
Okay. All right. We recovered. Everything was covered. I think that we're still good. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay. So we are still okay. I, I I had to I had to share that with you guys because that if you felt what I felt as those words were said, you will see that the blessings of our God. And as they're spoken, has a profound effect. So imagine the effect that it's going to have on you when it's spoken, when you have the blessing of a father or a blessing of a spiritual father. So I am super excited and very, very honored to have Apostle Michael Fram. As I said, he is my spiritual father. He has taught me so much. He is raising up a boatload of sons and daughters because it is time for him to share the blessings and for the wisdom and the knowledge that he has. So let's bring up Michael Fram onto Touched by Prayer. Hey, how are you? I am so good. How are you? Good. That was now. Come on. Come on. Look at how far Touch by Prayer has come. I'm telling you, I remember the day we met. <laughs> I remember coming to your other house. Yes. And yeah. Elvis greeting me at the door. <laughs> and you saying, go, Elvis, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I got down on my knees on the floor and hugged Elvis and we've been friends ever since. Yes, we have. Yes, Elvis loves you. And it's it's very interesting um, because when, when I first met you, I, there were so many questions I had. There were so many things that, that I wanted to, to know and to understand. One of the very first things I said to you, I said, well, I, I said, there's... There's so much, but like, where, where am I right now? And I'll, I'll never forget what you said. You said, you're in the incubator. And I go, what? You go, you ain't cooked yet. You're still cooking. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Yep. You said, you're in the incubator. That's where you are. You're in the incubator. And I thought, okay, I still got, I'm, I'm not ready to hatch. <laughs> and so I didn't realize that God was going, that God had placed you in my life to help me hatch. And when I did break through and when I did come out into the world, that I had somebody who was going to watch over and to guide and to come to and to have a better understanding and also have somebody who pushes me out of the nest when I got too big to be in it. Just saying. That's, well, you know, so, it's you never know how things are going to unfold. And uh, I'm giving a coming attractions plug for something that's coming up the end of this month that you're going to be part of with me, yep. as well as some of my other kids will be with me. Hey, Mama Karen. See, I call her Mama Karen because you call her Mama Karen. Because she's my mama. <laughs> but the end of the month, we're going to do something called real talk about spiritual fathers, sons, and daughters. And I'm going to have six of my kids with me. And we're going to talk about some real stuff about this. But let me just say that a spiritual father with their spiritual sons and daughters is no two relationships are identical. 
and they all evolve differently and they all come about differently. And we've got to stop expecting everything to be cookie cutter. You know, we, we say that, you know, there's no cookie cutter prophets. There's no cookie cutter apostles. And, you know, there's no cookie cutter. Pe- well, there's no cookie cutter spiritual fathers and kids either. Yep. And every relationship develops on its own the way that God brings it about. And I tell people all the time now that I come from the Leo Fram school of fathering and mentoring. And I remember growing up, my dad would say to me things like, son, I won't be mad if you're not a preacher, but I'll give you every opportunity you want to be one. And I can remember a lot of the conversations that I had with him where he would pour into me. He never told me what he knew. He never told me what he saw. He let me kind of come to it on my own. And then when I finally went to him and said, Dad, I believe, he would just look at me and say, well, it's about time you figured it out. And so (laughs) that's kind of the school that I come from. And, And you can well attest to many times through the years, I was pushing you in a direction that I knew you were going without telling you where you were going. Yep. And, and let you kind of come to it on your own. But I knew from the first day that we met, I knew what you were called to. And God spoke to me very plainly. And he said, this is a long-term relationship and you can help her if she will let you. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Well, because he, know, he knows me. <laughs> years later. I think we were a good four and a half years down the road before I ever told you that. But it has been a joy and a pleasure to work with you, to know you, to watch your development, to speak into your life, to smack you upside the head, to hug you, to love you, to bless you, to encourage you, all of those things that I've been able to do through the years. And even as our relationship evolved, I can recall telling you, Lisa, sometimes I feel like I'm your big brother. And sometimes I feel like I'm your father. It just depends on which hat I'm wearing and what I'm saying. And And it's been part of the evolution of the relationship. Well, for me, it, it actually is a very comfortable one because my, I have an older brother And my older brother, Rick, is like that. Like, he's my older brother, but sometimes he's like my father. So it was a very, that's a, a, that was not a weird transition to see like, well, he's kind of my brother, but he's kind of like my dad. So I totally got that. So God knew exactly what I was supposed to have. And he knew exactly who I was supposed to, um, to kind of come under. And I, I have, I do have some other spiritual fathers, however, um, the, I would say that if I were to, what I, what I have gotten from you and it, and it's funny cause anytime anything happened, it was very interesting cause I would call you <laughs> like anything, anything happening, anything that was yeah. like, okay, the is this God? 
do you have 10 minutes? <laughs> Which anybody that knows Lisa knows when she says 10 minutes, that is code for do you have an hour? Two hours. And, and no, then it would be, do you have 20 minutes? That oh yeah, that's two hours. Two hours. <laughs> you just have to know that that's Lisa language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I got a lot to say. I have a lot to ask. And, you know, <laughs> as God, as God was like teaching me and showing me, it was like, okay, so I, I, I'm starting to understand it. But I think because not having that foundation, I always felt like I was, I was like missing something. And so I felt that as long as I had that, I had uh, somebody that I can go to in any situation and could come to you with anything. And I have come to you with a lot of stuff. So because, because I, you have to, that's why I think it's really important to, to have a spiritual um, father or mother or both because there are, are different things. And, and sometimes the spiritual father if somebody actually did, I was doing a little bit of research about this and they were talking about like a, what a spiritual father is and a spiritual father does not control and manipulate you. A spiritual father doesn't, isn't trying to get stuff from you, but trying to pour stuff into you. So it's just like being a natural father because I don't believe that there is a difference. Like I have some spiritual kids and I look at my spiritual children and I look at them as if I'm looking at my own children. So that's that's kind of how I'm gauging it. And, and, and it's interesting because I was just with this young girl and the Lord said, I want you to speak a mother's blessing over her. And so I did. Now I didn't do the, the blessing, which I have up here, um, which is a blessing from Numbers uh, 6, verses 24 and 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. But, and then there's different translations. I, I like, may his light shine upon you. Not mm -hmm. smile, but I live, may his light shine, may his face shine upon you and be gracious onto you. That's actually my favorite translation, but that's just kind of, was, was um, what I found. So let's talk, let's get down into the meat of what a father's blessing is and what is the purpose for that blessing that carries from, as the song was saying, and your children and your children and your children, because it's a multi-generational blessing. Well, there's so many places that you can go. So let me start with the last thing that you said. You said that it was generational. And God is a generational God. And you'll notice that all through the Old Testament, it spoke about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That it was multi-generational, that it went from father to son and father to son and father to son. You notice through the Old Testament that it said, as you're walking on the way, teach these things to your children and to your children's children. So God always intended there to be this generational aspect from fathers to sons all the way throughout, because that's the way it was instituted from the beginning. The whole relationship, even within the Godhead, is of a family with a heavenly father, and the only begotten son of God, and God sowed his son, and every seed, the law of Genesis tells us, 
every seed produces after its own kind. So God sowed a son in order that he might reap a harvest of sons, that as many as believed him, to them he gave the power, the right, the authority, the privilege to be called sons of God. And he has sent forth the spirit of adoption into our hearts that now we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy God. And so God has always been about father-son, about father-son relationship, and it's been passed from fathers to sons. So it's always been a multi-generational thing as far as God was concerned. And if you go back, you talked about it, Lisa, in what you wrote about this, that the Old Testament patriarchs, what they did was when they wanted to have a blessing that was passed on to their sons, the fathers would bring their sons before them and they would lay hands on them that they might impart a blessing unto them. The blessing was not only what was spoken, but the blessing was also what was imparted. And you remember that as each one of the 12 tribes of Israel came up before um, Israel, that he blessed each one of them. Then, of course, Jacob you know, being Israel, as he's blessing them, Joseph brings Ephraim and Manasseh, and he brings them forward. And the, the custom was that the right hand always went to the older son, and the left hand went to the younger son, because the greater blessing went to the, to the firstborn or to the older son. And, and when they came, Jacob crossed his hands. And, and Joseph was like, oh, not so, father. And he says, no, I know exactly what I'm doing, that the, the older will serve the younger and the greater blessing. And, and so we can go all the way back and realize that there was that generational impartation that was part of the father's blessing. And there were three things in particular about a father's blessing that are so important. And I think it's something that we have lost and that we have missed within our, our current church culture. And the reason that we've lost it is because we have lost the idea of fathers and sons. You remember that when, when Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, when he spoke to them, he said, you have thousands of teachers, or you can have a thousand teachers or a thousand instructors, but not many fathers. And then he said, but I have become your father. I have become your father because I have begotten you, because you were born from me. And so Paul was addressing something that was lacking and missing within the church. And here we are 2,000 years later, and unfortunately still we have not many fathers. We have many that want to teach us things, but not many that want to make a father's impartation. And so here are the three things that God spoke to me today about the blessing of a father. Number one is the affirmation 
of a father. Number two is the identification of the father. And number three is the impartation of the father. The affirmation of the father, the identification of the father, and the impartation of the father. Now, these things are true in the natural, and they are also true in the kingdom, and they are true in the spirit realm. They are true in the church. And so I know when I was growing up, I constantly got told, you look like Leo. You sound like Leo. Your gestures are like Leo's. Your facial expressions are like Leo's. And the reason that that is true was because of the things that were imparted to me and because of the identity. You get your identity from your father. And, and so... You know, when I was first starting out in ministry, I was really, really a little bit disappointed and a little bit disgruntled by that. And I've told this story before, but it bears repeating. And I remember I first got to Rama in 1982 is when I first got to Rama right after getting married in 1982. And I got to Rama and I was sitting after class one day. And I was in the uh, eating my lunch in between class and between when prayer and healing school was going to start. And about maybe two tables away from me, Kenneth Hagen Jr. was sitting there and he was having lunch with somebody and was having a discussion. And in the discussion that he was having with somebody, he was saying how when he first started in ministry, People kept saying to him, you know, you sound like your father, you act like your father, you look like your father, so forth and so on. And he got a little bit upset because, you know, when you're starting, you want to have your own identity. And so he finally went to Dad Hagen. He went to Brother Hagen and he said, Dad, everybody keeps telling me that I sound like you, that I look like you that I act like you. And so Papa Hagen said to him, well, Ken, you're my son. Who are you supposed to sound like? Well, boy, when I heard that, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just said, you know what? I'm Leo's son. Who else am I supposed to sound like? I should sound like Leo because I'm Leo's son. Well, what happened was I came to the place that I realized my identity comes from who my father is. The, the impartation that has come into my life came from who my father is. And the things that my father has poured into me have made me who I am. Who I look like who I sound like, my DNA comes from my father. Well, spiritually speaking, the same thing happens. You get a spiritual impartation from your spiritual father. It is not, and, and Lisa said this, it's not about wanting your children to do things for you. 
It's about wanting to do things for them. I don't know of any parent in the natural who does not want their children to be better off than they were. I don't know of any parent in the natural that does not want their children to do more than they have done. I don't know any parent who does not want their children to have it easier in life, to be more successful in life. And so spiritually speaking, a spiritual father, part of the blessing that they are imparting is exactly the same because it becomes about this. I heard this statement years ago and I've never forgot it. And a spiritual father says, my ceiling is your floor. Yep. And where I end is where you begin. And you're going to start at the epitome and the pinnacle of my success because I've already laid a foundation. I've already walked the path and I've already figured out some things that work and figured out some things that don't work. And you're going to get the shortcut of my experience and you will start where I'm ending and you will go further than I've ever gone. And for the spiritual father, when they see their sons and daughters excel, they rejoice. The spiritual father is not in competition with their children. The spiritual father is looking to complete their children and looking to see their children far advanced past them, not to say, oh my goodness, their platform is now bigger than mine. No, I when Lisa succeeds, I rejoice. When I see her do well, I smile like a proud peacock. <laughs> I get so excited to see her do well. Why? Because the father's heart wants to see their children succeed. You want to see them do just like natural parents do. If I go watch my son play football and I see him nail somebody and knock them on their butt, I'm like, that's my boy. <laughs> you get excited about that. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. And so we're, we're in this, this mode now. And I didn't always think this way. This was not always part of who I was. I've always been a teacher. I've always been a trainer. I've always been a preacher. I've been, I'm in my 41st year in ministry. I've been doing this since I was 17 years old. I've been doing this a long time, but I didn't always think like this. But about four years ago, thereabouts, one day it was like somebody dropped a quarter into a jukebox or somebody dropped a quarter into a payphone and it went clink inside of me. And when it did, God dropped a father's heart in me. I had never been concerned about the next generation. I'd never been concerned about raising up those that were coming behind me. And God said this to me, you must do for others what Leo did for you. That was it when God said that and that dropped in my heart, that dropped in my spirit. All of a sudden I became driven about now 
There needs to be an impartation. There needs to be some affirming that's going into those that are coming up behind. There are so many that have never been affirmed. They've never been told that you belong. Yep. They've never been told that you're right and it's okay. They've never had a father speak over them and bless them. A year or so ago, not quite a year ago, I was in a meeting down in Odessa, Texas, and I got done preaching and I had called forth the prayer line. And one of the first things God had me do was begin to speak over some and said, you just need to be affirmed. Some of you, nobody has ever affirmed you before. Nobody's ever just blessed you and affirmed you and said, you are a child of God and you are loved and you are not a mistake and you are not an accident. And Come on you and God's got a purpose for your life and God's got a destiny for you and you just need to know that you were created on purpose for purpose and God loves you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Nobody had ever spoken over them before like that. Nope. And God is raising up fathers and mothers in the faith right now, we are living in, in a Malachi 4 season where the hearts of the fathers are being turned to the sons and the daughters. And then in reciprocal fashion, the hearts of the sons and the daughters are being turned back to the fathers and mothers that God is raising up. And part of it is just to speak a word of affirmation over somebody's life and let them know that God loves them, that God is ministering to them, that God is blessing them, that God has a purpose for them, that God has a destiny for them. The problem is most have never even been loosed into a destiny. They've never been loosed into a destiny in their life because nobody's taken the time to affirm them. How can you expect to walk into your destiny if you don't have a father to affirm you and bless you and release you to walk into that destiny? We, we need those that say you can do and you can be all that God has called you to do and to be. And God is raising up fathers to bless a generation. So number one, you've got to have the affirmation. When the spiritual father blesses you, they are affirming you. They're affirming your sonship. They're affirming your sonship as a member of the family of God. And they are affirming your sonship in your place in the earth so that you can operate out of your position. You see, being a son is not about doing. Being a son is about being. You don't do things to prove you are a son. You do things because you're a son. You are operating out of your position as an affirmed son of God, and therefore your, your doing flows out of your being. You're not performing to prove that you're a son. You are acting out of your sonship and out of your affirmed relationship with Heavenly Father and your spiritual father. And so with that affirmation, it unlocks 
and releases your destiny. Many never make it to their destiny because nobody has ever affirmed them. And it's never been unlocked. And they're just waiting. They are full of potential. Full of potential. They are born with gifts, talents, abilities, passions, and purpose from God. And because nobody has affirmed them, that destiny has never been unlocked. And it is nothing but untapped potential within their life. Number two is identification. You identify with your spiritual father. And, and your identity comes from your spiritual father. And the reason that everybody said that I look like Leo, I sounded like Leo, I acted like Leo. Why? Because there was an identity. And I began to take on some characteristics of my father. And it's, it's so interesting to see those that are now my, my, my spiritual kids. I see their posts on social media. And I see the things that they write and that they say. And it's like, there's identity. Because they're beginning to talk like me. I know it's scary and it's a crazy thought that people would do that, but they're beginning to take identity because what's on the father ends up manifesting in the children. And it was, I guess, maybe a month or so ago, maybe six weeks ago, Lisa was on with me and, and we did a Facebook Live together and we talked about the development of a prophet and we talked about her development and all that she went through. And somebody knew that I've been reaching out to and has been reaching out to me through YouTube. And we've been talking. He sent me a note just last week. And he said, is Lisa Perna your daughter? And I said, yes, she is. Why? He says, man, she's got the fire like you do. <laughs> well, what happened? Because of a relationship, the identity, the coming out of left field, out of nowhere, the fire just comes. And I've watched this develop within Lisa. And I, I remember saying to you, Lisa, a while back, when you were just about to come out of the pit, <laughs> you were just about to come out. And I said, there's one thing that you lack. You've developed your prophetic gifting. You've developed your revelation. There's one thing you're lacking that you need to step into the fullness of being a prophet. And that's your ability to teach and to preach because every prophet is either a teacher or a preacher or both. And you're like, Oh really? And you're like, <laughs> but lo and behold, you embraced what I said. And I gave you a homework assignment and I gave you books to read. And I gave you all my sermon outlines. I said, I want you to study them. I don't care if you preach them, but I want you to study them. Get used to the format. Learn how to think in a systematic way and present truth in a systematic way. And lo and behold, all of a sudden in this process, in this fathering, in this mentoring, certain things began to rub off. And out of left field, out of nowhere, the fire falls on you. So now people are, is she your daughter? She got the fire. <laughs> what? The identity. There's an identification that comes 
to the children. Now, does that mean you're going to all be, all my kids will be crazy like me? Maybe not so pronounced, but there will be things that will be attributed. Just like, you know, if I stand next to Leo, people, there's no denying. There is no denying I am his son. And when my son stands next to me, there's no denying. Because you get your identity from your father. And so there's an identity that comes. There's the blessing of the identity of the spiritual father unto the spiritual children. And so we need to have the affirmation of the spiritual father. And we need to have the identification of the spiritual father. The last part of this is the impartation of the spiritual father. And this is where you get your spiritual DNA. Your spiritual DNA gets transmitted. And and folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen more people through the years. You know, I'm going to get the mantle of so-and-so. No, you're not. If you're not in relationship with so-and-so, you're never going to get the mantle of so-and-so. Mantles come through relationship and proximity. I want you to hear me and hear me good. Mantles come through relationship and proximity. And it's through the relationship, through the interaction through the proximity that the DNA gets imparted. I've been blessed in my life that I have had two spiritual fathers. One of them is in heaven. The other one is still with me. Dad Hagen was one of my spiritual fathers. Next to my earthly father, Papa Hagen was probably the greatest impact on my life and on my ministry. And I got to sit at his feet. For two years at Rama, I had read most of his books before I ever got there. Listened to I don't know how many of his tapes before I ever got there. But sitting at his feet and getting impartation from him. And there were things that I heard come out of that man's mouth. That the minute he said them, they dropped in my spirit and they instantly became part of who I was. I'll never forget in 1987 was when I graduated from Rama. And for those of you that remember that are old enough to remember 1987, 1987 was not the time to graduate from Bible school. It was not the time to come out of Bible school and say, I'm going to be an evangelist because that was the time that both Jim Baker and Jimmy Swaggart fell. They both fell in 1987. And so here I am coming out of Rama, coming out of Bible school, saying I'm going to be an evangelist. And two of the biggest evangelists of the day, it's Papa Hagen, it's H-A-G-I-N, Hannah. That's Kenneth Hagen Sr. That's who Papa Hagen was. And he was the gentleman that started Rama Bible Training Center, now known as Rama Bible Training College. But and, you know, 1987 is when both of these guys fell, and you sure did not want to come out and say that you were evangelist at that time. And I remember, boy, everybody was eating roast swagger and roast baker. Even one of the news broadcasters say, I don't understand Christians because you're the only ones that shoot your own wounded. 
and and it's true. Everybody was barbecuing these two gentlemen. And I remember Dad Hagen coming in and addressing the student body. And Papa Hagen said, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. And those that aren't are just showing how spiritual they aren't. And when he uttered those words, it was like somebody took a bow and arrow and it hit me right here. You which are spiritual, are you really spiritual? If you are, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. And everybody was, was crucifying Jim Baker and Jimmy Swagger. But because Papa Hagen said that, it became part of my DNA. There were things that my dad has poured into me. You know, we jokingly call them Leoisms now. Things that, that Leo Fram said to me in, in my growing up stage. I remember my dad saying, son, keep your nose in the book and your knees on the floor and you'll be okay. I remember when my dad would say, you know, people will take scripture and jerk it so far out of context, they'll give it a hermeneutical hernia. Now, I know a lot of folks that aren't teachers and preachers don't understand that and don't know what that means, and I don't have time to explain it tonight. But things like that, they became part of my spiritual DNA. What am I saying? I'm saying there comes an impartation through the relationship, through the rubbing up against, through the being around and being near, and through the interaction, things get imparted into your spirit. You don't have to ask for them to be imparted. They just get imparted. They become part of who you are simply because of the relationship. And that impartation is what changes the course and the trajectory of your life. That spiritual impartation takes the things that you are lacking and the things that you are needing because God knows exactly what you need in order to take you to your next and he brings somebody into your now that's already walking in where you're supposed to be going. And because he knows where you're going, he positions somebody in your now who's going where your next is. And by the impartation that they bring in your now, they position you for your next. And so that impartation of the spiritual father that fatherly blessing, it releases you to then walk in where you're going. And so the spiritual father brings affirmation, brings identification, and it brings impartation. And it's because we're living in the fulfillment of Malachi 4. We're living in the fulfillment of Paul wrote to the church at Corinth that even though you've had a lot of teachers, but you haven't had a lot that will impart, but thank God he's raising up fathers, he's raising up mothers, he's raising up those that are willing to be intimate, that are willing to impart into your life, that will affirm you, will release you, will bless you, will not be in competition with you, and all they want to see you do 
is succeed and be and do all that God called you to be and to do. Wow. <laughs> okay. So I have a I, I have some things to say about all of the above. Um, one of the things that the Lord started to talk to me about is what he shared with me, and you can correct me, but he said that the blessings of a father lead you into your destiny, but the blessings of a mother help you to understand your identity. Absolutely. And that's why you need both. So, but if you don't have a spiritual mother and your mother, your, your natural mother isn't blessing you, you're going to get both from your father, spiritual father, and same with a spiritual mother. But I think it's important, especially as we're, we're moving into this new season with mothers and fathers, because what the Lord started to, to talk to me about is when he brought the, the sons, when he brought the, the, the sons back to the father and the fathers back to the sons, and he, there was a healing process in that. There was a big healing process. Well, the same thing's going to be happening with the women. It's going to be happening with the mothers because Absolutely. he told me that the mother's wounds are, are much greater, but we're going to, we're going to talk about that next week. Um, but going back to this, you know, somebody, um, I think it was uh, George Rivera said, just like Elijah and Alicia. So there was, there is something there, there's something about that because one of the things with um, Alicia, which I just learned how to correctly say, I think <laughs> I used to say, oh, you know, I know there's a well, lot of different ways. Some people say Elisha. Eli that's usually what I said. Yeah. You just got to put the accent on the right syllable. And you're yeah, back. well, that's what I did. But one of the things is that he asked Elijah for a double portion, which is a father's blessing. That's a father's blessing. And so when we also look at, at the blessings over um, Isaac, Jacob, and... Um, um, uh, uh, Isaac and Jacob, when you think about those blessings, but, mm -hmm. you, but if you go back, there was a blessing that was done to Abraham by God himself. He blessed because what he did is he said, you will be blessed. And so will your children and your children and your children. He put, he said that your, the blessings will follow all your generations. So the original blessing came from the father, the father, father, God, and that has then been, that has been gone from generation to generation, but it's the same, but it, the origination is from the, the father and the heart of the father is to bless. So when we go and we look at scripture and we start to look at the different blessings, well, if you look at it and you start to see, because, you know, as, as I call God, I call him daddy. There's, there's a daddy's blessing in, in so many different scriptures that we can find. And these are the same types of blessings that we as parents want to give to our children. So it's not just from a, a, a man. It's actually from our creator. It's from Father God because he wants us to be blessed in our comings and our goings. That's, you know, that's maybe be blessed in your comings and your goings. That means that wherever you go, there's a blessing. But also the more time that we, it says that we go from glory to glory, right? And so we know that scripture. And that means that we come more and more Christ-like. So we're becoming more and more like the sun. 
we're becoming more and more like an image of what he represents as his son, as his child. So, so what happens is we become more and more like his child and the rebellious ways break off. The blessings are going to be able to come. The other thing that the Lord started to show me was that we block our blessings sometimes. We block our blessings through our stubbornness, through our through you know our sin or through our unforgiveness. We can block our blessings. So, you know, even if you have somebody, if like you said to me, you said I this is what you need to do. I had a choice. I had a choice. So, I could have been rebellious and said that's not my lane. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Or I could have taken the 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 understanding and the wisdom that you were giving me to help me to fulfill um, my destiny. And so many individuals, because they've had bad father relationships or bad mother relationships, re rebel and will not take the proper course correction and therefore will not receive the blessing. Mm. That's very good. I'm making like you proud, that. huh? Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, so the so this is one of the things too is that the cursing, the blessings outweigh the cursing, right? And and we I, I did a Facebook live today, and I was talking about because God started talking to me about this whole blessing thing. So as we you know we we listen to the music, we listen to to the whole New York blessings, and we we saw it and we could see that you know everything that God wants to do is to bless. He blessed the land. He said, let it be fruit, you know, be fruitful and multiply. He said, I bless everything that you put your hand to. So as we start to understand that the blessings are there, but there are sometimes because of the lack of fathering, we don't know how to receive it. That's the other problem that not only do we block it, but we actually won't take it. It's like, yeah. here, I want to bless you. And oh, no, 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 that's okay. I don't want to be blessed. <laughs> you know, because they, they don't want to receive what God is giving. They, they don't know how we don't know how to receive because we've been taught or we've been hurt. And we believe that that it's going to be taken back. So some people don't even trust the blessings. So there's a lot of stuff. So as we come back into relationship with the father, as we come back into a um into sonship and daughtership. That's why it says in Romans 8, all of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to arise. There's a groaning. Earth is groaning. We are groaning. Even our physical bodies are groaning at times. That's why when we pray sometimes and, we're, and it says that, the, that we groan with things that we don't understand, there's a groaning because there is still something that hasn't fully come to to its completion. And I think that one of the things that I started to see is the Lord started to talk to me and he said that we're coming into a generation where the, the children, my sons and my daughters and are going to know how it is to live like Adam and Eve. They're going to know how to subdue the land. They're going to know how to speak to the air and how to speak to the sea. They're going to know how to even to do everything that that Adam and Eve were supposed to do that but it was taken and it was stolen but i believe it was stolen because they didn't understand sonship they thought that god was taking something from them and well, so they believed, yeah they believed the lie they believed the lie and isn't that part of the problem 
right now with a lot of people who say, I don't need a spiritual father. I don't need a spiritual mother. I am fine by myself. You know, I have more knowledge. But what I think what we fail to realize is that God is giving, a, he always gives us what we lack. And so if he's going to give somebody a spiritual father, it's because there has been something in their life that has been missing or has been lacking. If they're getting a spiritual mother, it's because maybe there's something in their in their life that has been missing. You know, our parents could only do so much, especially if they were broken and wounded. So God is able to do a course correction through having spiritual parents. And if we can go back into the New Testament and we can see how both Peter and Paul had sons, right? They were raising up sons and I believe daughters because they talk about them. They talk about them as if they're theirs. Well, even church history does that. If you if you read some of church history and you look at things, you'll realize that Polycarp, who's mentioned in church history, was a son of Apostle John. And Ignatius was a son of Apostle John. And of course, Paul, you know that he flat out, boldly talked about Timothy and Titus as being his sons. In fact, when he wrote to the church at Corinth, he said, I don't have anybody that I can send to you except my son, Timothy, who has my heart and will tell you what I would tell you as if I was there. There's nobody that I trust like my son, Timothy. That's pretty strong. That is pretty strong. But that would be that would be like you sending one of your spiritual kids to go and preach for you. Absolutely. You know, it would be like, can you go and do this? Because I trust you. There's um, that's the other thing, too, is that there's a trust. There has to be a trust. Because one of the things that God's been talking to me lately is he said, Lisa, you can't pray for anybody who you don't love. He says, he says, because out of your love comes a purity in the prayer. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. And so as, so when we sit there and sometimes, you know, we'll, you know, we'll pray for this person and pray for that person. But if I don't have the love in my heart for them, I can't pray for them. But supernaturally, God can put that love. That's why when I minister to someone, it's that, you know, people talk about, um, they talk about the soul ties or they can, they talk about this connection through this, because when you're praying for somebody, there is an intimacy. You have to, your spirit and their spirit has to connect. And there has to be this love that, that happens through the father. It's not through you because you don't know this person, but it's through the father. And as you start to, pour into that person and you're sharing and you're loving on them and you're releasing that there is something that happens. So as we are, even as you were saying in relationship, excuse me, in relationship, you know, we are, we're building a bond of, um, of a trust that, you know, it goes, it goes beyond a mentor because I think that a mentor is somebody you respect and somebody you admire. But when you say a father or a mother, that's a very intimate relationship. That is something that's built on trust. That's built on on um, a relate a, a very deep and solid relationship. 
because there is something that is imparted, at least it's been imparted to me as a spiritual mom, to some of my kids. I, I have such a love for them that like all I want to do is promote them. <laughs> it's all I do. I just want to promote them. I can't help it. I'm like a proud mama. And, it, and, and some of them I don't know that long, but I still, my heart is to just to share their stuff, to promote their stuff, and to tell people about how awesome they are. Just saying. Well, you know, a, a teacher tells you what to do. A mentor shows you what to do. And a father helps you become so that you do. Oh, I like that. I like that. Big difference. There's a, there's a huge difference. That's a huge, it's almost like riding a bike. I always think of it like riding a bike, right? There are some kids who learn how to ride a bike by themselves, but they got hurt a lot worse. But when you had, but when you had somebody who was with you, who held the back of that, that seat and ran with you and ran with you and finally let go, gave you that push and said, pedal, pedal, telling you what to do. Stay straight. Keep yourself balanced. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. You know, and you had that when you had that, there's something that the child became confident in what they did. Right. And so they were able to do it. Now take it to someone who didn't have that. They're going to, if they fell and fell and fell, guess what? They're probably not going to get up back up on that bike. They're just going to leave the bike on the side of the road and say, you know what? It's not, it's not for me. It's not, it's just not for me, you know? And I think that's the sad part is that this untapped potential in different people because they haven't been validated. And that was, that was one of the things that we were going to do at this year's daddy's girl is we were going to have you come and we were going to have you give a father's blessing. So because we didn't get to do that, we're going to do that today. Okay. We're going to have you give a father's blessing over everybody that um that is listening cuz I feel it it's really important. And I think that as people can you know, John Paul Jackson did it because he said that a lot of people never got it. They never got a father's blessing. So I'm going to let you uh I'm going to let you bless them and I'm going to kind of step back. <laughs> Not a problem. It'd be my honor. Father, we speak over every person that is watching right now. Those that are watching on Facebook, those that will watch later on Facebook, those that will watch this on YouTube. We speak over everyone and we say in the name of Jesus, we affirm you right now. And we speak the blessing of a father over your life. Heavenly Father loves you. Heavenly Father has created you on purpose and for purpose. He has created you with destiny built inside of you that is waiting to be fulfilled. That is waiting to be unfolded in your life. And we decree over you right now that you are capable of doing all that God has purposed for you. Every gift and every talent and every passion that has been put inside of you, we speak life to it right now in the name of Jesus. We love you 
in the name of Jesus. We love you with a father's love. And we release you from complacency. We release you from negative words, from word curses. We release you from every person that has told you you can't. We release you from those words. And we release the blessing of a father that says as a son and a daughter, you can be and you can do everything that God has for you. Let the purpose of God come alive in your life. Even now, Holy Spirit, we ask for you to blow your wind. Let fresh wind come within the spirit of every person under the sound of my voice. I pray that you will breathe fresh breath and new life into every dead dream. I speak resurrection right now to every dead dream. Everything that's been in your heart that you thought would never happen and could never come. We speak life to it and the very breath and the wind of God blow into your dead dreams and come alive right now in the name of Jesus. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you with the love of Heavenly Father, and we bless you with the love of a father. And speak over your life and say, be and do all that God called you to be and to do. There is nothing holding you back. You are free to go and to be and to do in Jesus' name. Well, there you go. That was fun. <laughs> I'm trying to, um, I'm actually trying to get, let's do this. I'm trying to do this for you. So if people would like to see prophetic destiny ministries, international.com. Is that correct? Actually, it's I N T L dot O R G. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I was just looking at this. Hold on. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Let's hide this. You're missing an N. Uh, Destiny, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-E-S. -I Prophetic Destiny. Where? Prophetic Destiny Ministries, T-R-I-E-S-I-N-T-L for international. Right. I had that. I-N-T-L. O-R-G. O-R-G. That's what it was. Sorry. Is that right? Prophetic Destiny ministriesinternational.org correct there you go all right sorry i did it i tried to do it quick and i was trying to receive what you were saying too <laughs> it's hard to do two things at once i know i know you would think you would think that i'm getting better at this stuff but <laughs> it's only been what six years for goodness sakes something six, like that six years so you the first time that you came on touch by prayer was when we were just doing audio correct which was back in 2014. 2014. I, I think yep. so, right? It was, um, yeah, I think it was, it was in 20. Yeah, it was streaming internet radio. Yeah, it was. Yep. Which included pizza. Yes. We used to have pizza. I, I tried to cook at one point. Oh, Audrey said that that brought uh, tears to her eyes. 
that makes me happy because I think like that's that's the thing. And I, I did want to kind of share um, and I've shared with you that, you know, because I am a seer and I see things after my father passed, um, the Lord, the Lord said to me that I had a blessing from I had a father's blessing from heaven. And I asked him, I said, well, what does that mean? And he said that my father saw my books, my destiny. He saw my scrolls. He saw what God had called me to do. And he's, he is coming into agreement with it and blessing it. And so he's actually come, he's on the other side. So he's actually being able to see because he now knows everything. And so because it says that our great cloud of witnesses pray, they pray for us. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of people who don't have their earthly parents, but I believe that they still pray for them. And I believe that they still are able to 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 do things in a heavenly perspective as part of the great cloud of witnesses who are praying and cheering us on, but are also praying into the purposes and plans that God has for us. Yep. It's great to have a great cloud of witnesses saying, you can do it, you can do it. That's right. And knowing what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Because not everybody knows what you're supposed to do. Sometimes you go and, and start doing stuff and people are like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I've had people ask me that many times. There you go. But then you have people who are like, yep, okay, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. So I just really felt like everybody, especially with all the, there's been so many curses that have been going around, especially in this difficult time, um, that I felt that it was time to start releasing the blessings. And I felt that as we, especially understanding the purpose of the blessing. And I believe that if people, um, one of the things that I felt today is like, you know, wake up every morning and, and go to number six and read verses 24 and 26 Absolutely. and read them, read them over yourself every morning, almost like it's almost like a mantra because there's something that happens when you speak something and you hear something that you've said it yourself there's something it kind of retains and it starts to kind of get in there. And so you're going to feel like God is blessing you. You're going to feel like you are blessed because you are as, as sons and daughters, we are blessed. We are blessed. You know, people say, how are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. But do you believe it? Do you believe it? Sometimes people say it because it's the right thing to say. But do you believe it? Do you believe that God is going to, to bless you and keep you? Do you believe that he's going to make his face shine upon you and be gracious onto you? Like, do you think he's going to give you peace? You know, that's where we have to come into. Because I think as we, as the sons and daughters of God, I believe that as we come into that place, I believe that's where the, ch the change is going to happen. When you start to know who you are and whose you are, that's when it, that's when it becomes different. Yes? And that's, that's relationship, yeah. you know, and that's relationship with heavenly father, mm -hmm. but it's also relationship through the fathers and mothers that are in the earth that he puts in your life to help you in building that relationship with heavenly father. That's where that affirmation, the identification and the impartation really come in. 
where you're getting your identity, you're getting affirmed, and you're getting your spiritual DNA. And those things help complete you so that you can then walk in the fullness of that relationship with Heavenly Father. And what you talked about in your intro, introducing tonight, how your destiny gets unlocked. And, and so many have a locked destiny. Yep. Because they haven't had this. Yep. And, you know, if, if I can, again, just plug, you know, follow Lisa, those of you that follow her, I know we'll have it advertised the end of the month. We're going to get into some real talk about spiritual fathers and sons and daughters. And I'm going to have six of my spiritual kids. And you're going to see that out of the six, none of their experiences are the same. None of them came about the relationship the same. And what I'm really beginning to see is that people think that, you know, it's always going to be the same and I'm going to arrive at it the way so-and-so arrived at it. And that's not the way it works. And I want to get people opened up to the understanding that every relationship is different and that they unfold naturally supernaturally mm -hmm. and the father knows it and the child knows it the mother knows it and the child knows it there's a witness on both sides of the development of the relationship and so definitely pay attention it'll be the very end of this month and i'm excited that lisa will be part of that with me as well as some of my other spiritual kids and some of you may know them from seeing them on different Facebook lives, but you'll actually get to hear them talk, which will be really cool. Absolutely. And uh, the other thing I do want to say is what's, um, what's super cool is um, like you were saying uh, what the Lord said to me, he said, you don't choose your natural children. You don't choose your spiritual children. I do. Absolutely not. You don't choose them. So you can't just say, oh, I want this person to be my spiritual father. I want this one to be my spiritual mother. But there is a witness in both. Absolutely. There is a witness in both. And, and it's funny because at first you'll fight it. <laughs> you'll fight it. You'll be like, yeah, no, that's that's not, that's not, nope, nope. But, but you'll know it. And you can't shake it because you know it. It's a no. You know, our our uh, our very good friend, Apostle Don Hughes, said that he's had four spiritual fathers throughout his life, and you know they're all in glory now for the most part. Mm -hmm. He said there were times in his life that every one of them PO'd him a little bit, mm -hmm. and and sometimes you know your spiritual father they're gonna rub you the wrong way, just like your natural father will rub you the wrong way. Right. And uh, I, I think we've gotten this wrong idea that, you know, a, a father just blesses you all the time and tells you they're there, everything's going to be all right. And that's part of it. But there's another part of it. And Hebrews gets really strong in the language that whom the Lord loves, he disciplines mm -hmm. or he chastens. Yep. And, uh, you know, just as an earthly parent disciplines and chastens their children and the writer to the Hebrews gets very strong about it. And he says that if the Lord does not discipline you, 
then you are not his child. Yep. It says you are illegitimate. And what it actually means in the Greek is you are a bastard. Ooh. That's what it means in the Greek. Yep. And so, you know, it's really some strong language. And there will be some times that a, a spiritual mother or a spiritual father will correct you. And it ain't going to feel good. Nope. But they do it because they love you and they really have your best interest at heart. And just like, you know, an actual parent, you'll correct your child and, and the child don't like it. Right. You, know, they, they, you don't love me. No, I'm doing this because I love you. Right. And, and, and spiritual parents will, will do the same thing. And many folks that say, I want a spiritual mother or I want a spiritual father really don't. Yeah. Because they have a false expectation of yep. what a spiritual mother or spiritual father is. What they really want is somebody to just pat them on the head and tell them everything's going to be okay. Yep. And if that's what you're looking for, you got false expectations and you will not be satisfied if God sends a true mother or father into your life. Duh, speak that. Come on. Come on. I don't know why I threw that in. But no, it's in, but it's important. But it's important because, you know, like, I, you know, I and I've said this to you many times. I'm like, I need you to tell me the truth. And you're like, oh, do <laughs> you really think I'm not? <laughs> you know, you think I won't? Yeah, exactly. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, because if you're afraid of being corrected. That that is that is something that's going to need to be worked out on. Just saying. Absolutely. You have to be willing to be corrected, but you also have to have a trust in the person who's correcting you. Not everybody has that place in your life to correct you. That's right. You have to go to a place that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that they have your best interest at heart and that they are only telling you because they love you. But if it's, if it's out of control manipulation or domination, forget it. Forget ain't it. happening. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Just saying. You have to build that relationship and that trust has to be there. And it starts off small. People think that that you're going to go into a, a relationship. You know, and there were lots of people that I thought were, were supposed to be my spiritual mothers. Oh my gosh. I, I had them picked out. Oh yeah, that one. Because that one can teach. And oh, that one because she can preach and she can teach me this and she can teach me that. Yeah, no, they're just my teachers. But, but what I needed, I needed somebody who could love me and who could be there for me and who could talk to me and who could support me and who could really nurture me and help me as a, like as a mother should. So God knew exactly what I needed. And when he brought it to my face, I went, oh, duh. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. All right. Because it's, it's what I needed. I didn't need that other stuff. I was getting that other stuff. I was being taught. I was being trained. But I needed something different. So sometimes, sometimes a, a, a spiritual parent can actually look like a parent that you needed that you didn't have. Sometimes a spiritual parent is somebody who just loves you. And that's all they're supposed to do. They're just supposed to love you and walk with you. And then there are some who are supposed to help to train you up. I'm just saying there's lots of, there's lots of different places and there's also different times and different seasons that you need different people. Right. Indeed. Okay. So I think we, I think we pretty much got this whole topic. I think we're good. Yes. I'm good. I'm good too. Well, thank you so much.
Papa Fram. It's, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it does come out. Sometimes it does come out, but well, you know, you know, like, like Danny hey, pops, that, that one's come out too. <laughs> yeah, Danny this all the time. Hey, pops. Mm-hmm. When she first started doing it, I was like, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah. you get that, you get to that point, but it, it's, um, it's, it's interesting because, um, there are, I do have, um, some other people that, you know, I, there's very few people that I call pops. My dad I, or and daddy's only two people. My dad, my earthly, well, heavenly father, and my earthly dad. And that was that was it. They were just they were my daddy. And that was it. So, do you have anything that you would like to plug or promote? No, I mean just you know going along with tonight. Like I said, the end of the month when you'll be with me and yep, we, we I'm looking forward to that. It'll be very unique. Yeah, it'll be the first time we've ever done anything like that. So yep. I think it'll be really something that folks should pay attention to and tune yep. in. Yeah, because they'll really get a good perspective of seeing the diversity of relationship. Yeah, and how God supernaturally, naturally brings relationships together. And and um, Bishop George is on tonight. He's one of my sons. He's older than me. He's one of my sons. See, it has nothing to do with age. No. And, uh, you know, Jimbo will be with us. Oh, cool. Jim Riley. And uh, he's older than me, too. And he's one of my sons. Safe. And there you go. Me Papa Mike. And and uh, I think George calls me Pops, as a matter of fact. There you go. And, uh, it's, it, you know, it's it's all good. It, it's all good. And, and I, I think folks really get ministered to. And if you don't follow me on Facebook and you want to, you certainly can. You can find me on YouTube and Twitter and all over the place and yep instagram up there you're also so, on instagram yeah and spreaker yeah, you can find spreaker, him on spreaker soundcloud yep google me i'll show up there you go just google him he'll show up <laughs> That's good. it's been fun it's this, been good to be with you you know i love you i love you too thank you so much for coming on and if you guys are interested again in finding him you can actually go to prophetic destiny ministries international.org you can find michael there you can also find him on youtube you can find him on twitter instagram um spreaker soundcloud and i think i think that's it right no i'm on parlor now too oh now yes he's on parlor or actually parlay Whatever it is, but Parlay. I'm not on Periscope. <laughs> not yet. I'm telling you, they might need a little Framinator coming into Periscope. Just well, saying. You never know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say uh, goodbye, guys. I'm going to hide you, Mike. I'll, I'll say goodbye to you off air. I just want to say thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for staying online. I hope this has blessed you. Make sure that you go and you 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 speak these blessings over yourself. You know, if you can even listen to that song, just, you know, just know that God is here and he wants to bless you and he has great things prepared for you. I hope this has blessed you. If it has, please um, share with your 
friends. We'd love to to, uh, to hear any feedback. Also, you can follow me. You can also uh, check me out. I now do a Periscope. It's called Crown Chats, Discussions from a Heavenly Perspective. So you can follow me on there. I also have all of these shows on YouTube. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Touched by Prayer TV. So until next week, thank you guys for tuning in and go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.